Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, August 5th, and you're, you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Today's episode is a previous recording from May 27th. We will be back with new episodes on Monday. We'll see you then. Hello all, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodeman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're excited to continue to talking about prayer and the Gospels. But before that discussion, let us begin with a prayer from theologian Walter Brueggemann from his prayer book, Prayers for a Privileged People. Friends, let us pray. The promises roll off your lips and into our ears. I will be with you. I will love you faithfully. I will be your God. My covenant is forever. We count on your words that flow from our ears to our hearts and we are glad. But even while we listen, we live much of our lives underneath the table. We read these old stories and we know about intrigue and fear and anxiety and near violence and deception. We mostly do not act out our violence, but we imagine and ponder and scheme. And then we too must cover up and the cover up ferments. Our lives become complex and burdened. We keep inventing ourselves and our underneath selves turn out to be less than adequate and we wish we were other than we are. We juggle your good purposes and our hidden yearnings and try to serve two masters, try to live two narratives, try to live two dreams, and we are weary. Because we know our hearts and anxiety so well, we seem fated to dis-ease. But because we know your heart of fidelity so well, we know you will defeat our demons and make us new. We know about your abiding fidelity in Jesus of Nazareth. Give us patience and steadfastness as we process the ragged edges of our lives. Amen. Amen. Our scripture passage comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 14. Please listen for a word from God. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. So, Brett, um, in the Lord's Prayer, it talks about God's name being hallowed, that God is holy and set apart, and we know from Scripture that we are called to be holy. So is there a person you can think of who has exhibited some sort of holiness to you? Yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of saints in my life, so trying to boil this down to one was difficult but the one that came to mind was uh he was the associate pastor at the black mountain presbyterian church and his name is barry french and barry had this way 
of when he walked into a room, joy was spread to everyone. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, <laughs> man, what's the word I'm looking for? It happened often that he would walk into a room and be like, "Howdy, y'all!" <laughs> and everyone felt good. But it wasn't just the joy. It was Barry's deep belief that we are all called to be a part of the kingdom of God and to work in the kingdom of God. And, I mean, that man could recruit anyone. That's uh, awesome. And he invited and he identified strengths. And he was a person that was part of a very active church because he empowered people to be mm-hmm. a part of that. Um, how about Love you? Love that. So I, I would say my grandfather, and let me first acknowledge that um, my grandfather turns 99 this year, and he was both a product of his time and his place. Mm-hmm. So not perfect, right? Um, racist. I'll just go ahead and own that for him. But what I thought, what for me was holy, holy about him still is, is that the whole of his life was oriented to the gospel. Hmm. So he was like slow to anger. Um, He was very disciplined, right, about like his Bible study, what he did in his life. And so for me, the holiness I saw in him was an honest attempt to always orient himself to God. And that felt very holy to me and was a really good model. And when you were talking about um, Barry, There was an associate pastor at my home church, John Kipp, and John had this way of he would walk in the room and there was this like loving presence Mm -hmm. that came with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never forget when I had my first child, um, John walked into the hospital room and all he did was just spread his arms out for me to come give him a hug. Um, That felt holy to me. The idea that he didn't need to do, he didn't need me to do. He just welcomed. One more. One more person yes. for me. Uh, there are the chaplain at Princeton Theological Seminary. Her name is Jan Ammon. She used to be a uh, pastor at, at several different churches before accepting this uh, call. And one of our speech professors uh, and, and preaching professors, she was telling people, she's like, I know you pick up things that you see other pastors do. She's like, but when you ask people to have a seat, do not have your hands go down. Do not signal them. She's like, the only person that can do that is Jan because she oozes empathy. No one can ooze empathy like she can. So only she can ask people to sit by putting her hands down. (laughs) And that is a great example of who Jan was. I mean, in talking to her, everything you said mattered to her. Um, it It was very evident. That makes me think, you know, the question is, who do we think is holy? But I think probably um, the better question is, when have we seen holiness in people? Mm. I don't know outside of God, Christ, the Spirit, that there is one being that is all holy. Yeah. So maybe the better question is, where do we see glimpses of holiness out of people? And I will tell you here at First Presbyterian Huntsville, I've had a couple of really holy moments where someone has come to me and said, I have this disagreement with you Hmm. and I want to lay it before you so that we will be closer when it's over. That's holy holy. to me. Yeah. Um, And the day I'm a part of a church where no one will do that is a troubling day. Yeah. But this church does that really well. I, I, you know, you talking about your grandfather and, and mentioning just now, if we see holy glimpses of, 
pretty much all our ideas of holiness, there will be another side of critique. You know, when, when I think of trying to understand holiness and God, I think of the grand cathedrals that I've been in, of, of this moving art and grandiose and that just moves your soul. But then you always have the critique of like, that's a ton of money that was poured totally. into that that could that could have helped yeah. a lot of people. And so in our in our world, there will always be a critique, another side uh, to the person, to the thing that we try to ascribe to God. But if we focus on those glimpses of set-apartness, those glimpses of holiness, I think we get glimpses of God. Yes, and I think that... Um... A person's sinfulness does not negate a flash of holiness mm-hmm. either. Um, and you, right? I mean, I live that out as a pastor. I think there are yeah, times. Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you know more than most. I know full well my sinfulness, but I also know that God works through me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does it mean? Do you think you hallow God's name? If so, how? Yeah, and I think this goes beyond, um, you know, not saying god dang it i think that when we think about a name a name is who you are it's your personality and so it's 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 your being um it's your essence uh and and that had much more and it, it means something now but it meant a lot more in that time um and so when a hallowing god's name making holy god um <laughs> god is set apart uh, that there is, you know, there is this intimacy we have uh, through Jesus Christ and through the incarnation that God has come into the world. But also, that intimacy, there is a set-apartness. God is not human. God came in Jesus Christ that was fully man and fully God. But God is also God. God is something separate. And I think when I forget that, uh, when I try to minimize God, uh, is when I feel my own spirituality suffering. That's really um, interesting because you're right. Um, if we we focus a lot on the incarnation of Christ, and that makes Christ known to us in a way. Mm-hmm. But if we fully accept that God was able to incarnate God's self, mm-hmm. then that's a whole nother ball game yeah. that is so beyond um, what we think. And I will. I don't know that I hallow God's name as much as I should. And I Mm. think part of that is just because I use it so much, it becomes this normalized kind of thing. Yeah. I think I notice it, and you've kidded me about this before, right? Um, I believe our communion table is the Lord's table. Uh And so you don't set anything on that sucker. If you set a coffee mug on that before (laughs) service, Tara will let you know. (laughs) Because to me, I'm like, that's the Lord's table. And I think in some way I should be that way maybe about the lord's name Hmm. too yeah um it should not be used trivially um and i also think if we accept the almighty power of god we would be um a lot less a lot more careful Hmm. about what we said and did about what we said and did and how we interacted with others yeah yeah sure to take us out, here's a quote from George MacDonald taken from an anthology of his edited by C.S. Lewis. There is a communion with God that asks for nothing, yet asks for everything. They who seek the Father more than anything they can give 
are likely to have what they ask, for they are not likely to ask amiss. Mm. Thank you all for joining us today. Please come back on Friday when Pam Drizel will be joining us. You don't want to miss that. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you know when new episodes are coming out. And now may you each go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.